What's up, beautiful people? I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sammy Sheva. And welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast, a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience. We do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chimps. How's this uh, quarantine treating you? How is it treating me? <laughs> it's intense. Very well. Yeah? Yeah, man. There's people like getting arrested for going outside <laughs> and people who can't get basic uh, needs that they because they have specific circumstances and people closing their businesses and no one knows when stuff's going to go good. There's people losing a bunch of money in the stock market. Like there's, there is so much worse out there yeah. and I'm, I'm not treating myself the best all the time, but that's like its own, you know, I can control that. Yeah. So well, that's nice. It's really interesting to see how everything's getting affected differently and how people handle it differently. And you know, there's like these moments where it's like, fuck, I feel like I have it bad. And then you, you hear other stories like, like I read online, the horrifying story that this, this family was saying bye to their mother via, via walkie talkie at the hospital. I read the same story, but like what worries me is I don't trust anything on the internet anymore. Like that, yeah. that is true to some degree, but like most hospitals have losing a losing a loved one is bad, no matter how you cut it. But but like you can people have infectious diseases all the time. Yeah. You know, you can freaking you can put on a mask and a robe and gloves and then just wash your hands or take a shower when you get home, whatever the fuck, you know, like I don't think it's the disease that's the, the problem. I think it's the overflow of cases at once. So it's like you can't have people in there at the moment. I don't know. At least I don't know what it's like in our medical system. I think we're not that flooded. But some places like Italy or something, you weren't allowed any visitors at the time. I'm, the way we're treating it makes it flooded. That's the problem. It's like this is a pandemic. We're all going to die. Every all the hospitals shut down. All the Fear. personnel go to one hospital. Everyone's like at the Jewish or something, and everyone and everyone's working. And also, they they try to quarantine people physically, get them out of that area, like a, and put them in all in a specific area. And they they have to construct bunkers and get beds and ventilators and ah, all that stuff you keep hearing i don't know what's i have no idea what's true anymore because i hear one and i i mean like you know you can go online and hear that it's all fucking lizard people and and simulation and whatever you know i'm not i'm not going deep into conspiracies i'm saying like you watch the news and there's officials saying you know, if someone dies of COVID, uh, like someone dies because they were already going to die in like a few months, but then they had, they contract they categorizes the, COVID. the coronavirus, yeah. then they mark it as a COVID death. And it's like, uh, I don't know what to believe anymore at this point, you know, and people are, yeah. people are getting. It's, it's so hard to find the know. right information too. Cause like you hear contradicting stories daily, like so many things that they said do this and now oh don't do this or don't do this and now we do this and then one thing that pissed me off was like the cdc or something or the i think it was who that they said uh the masks do nothing don't wear the masks and now they're announcing that you should wear the masks like it's what are we supposed to follow what are you supposed to listen to what is all this fear that you're pushing on everyone 
it's so crazy yeah. and we're just in the middle of the chaos trying to 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 not lose our shit <laughs> you know <laughs> honestly savvy like this is a big spiritual practice for me and for many people if they're practicing on staying present with themselves because this is a big test where all our anchors all our things we can hold on to to bring us into those present moments like yoga uh, meditation like group events are gone and now you're kind of stuck in this box alone or if you're lucky enough to have a partner or family members like i'm stuck here now with my dog which is crazy we're getting a lot we're having the blast but like it's a tough practice man it's it's a tough one to see all the chaos and not being able to actually have human contact like i we go for walks me and a couple of friends every day and we like stay six feet away from each other you know it's just mm -hmm. it's so odd and then we see cops and we start getting worried are we going to get a ticket let's keep our distance it's just this strange feeling man and it's a fucking tough practice you know that's the biggest thing for a lot of people man is a very fear fueled uh moment for everyone or a series of moments like there's oh, my dog's gonna freak out on top of life too sammy which is so crazy as it is now we have all this extra stress added on you know i feel That's for those who are was, yeah yeah i feel for those that are really we're having trouble to get it to getting it together pre-pandemic you know i like if you guys are listening to us i like we're with you till the end like this is I feel like the messages we've got too from the people that are listening and then they're they're being actually affected positively by this podcast. That touched my heart. I sent you one of those messages and it was like, fuck yeah. Like there's so many people are feeling so alone right now, you know, and then the, all they have in is to tune into a podcast, whether it's ours or Rogan's or whatever you're listening to, you know, it's just, just know that we're all in it together, you know, it's. That's part of the fear for sure. We feel like separated and there's, like you were saying, there's like there was problems before, but now so much is is like on pause, and like things being on pause can cause anxiety, you know. So yeah. the people who are trying to fight through that and get things done, I can Sad. think of a lot of people in my life who who are just it's circumstance, you know. Like if you're if you're someone who works with a computer all day, then you're lucky enough to probably just get sent home, and your life doesn't change much, you know. But like. Or maybe it's even better in some way now because you don't have to commute. But like, like every every chill session is on the phone and and on Skype and all these things now. And and for me and for a few people, I see that we're just trying to embrace the void. And uh, and that's and I say that I don't say that lightly. I mean like the void. You know, like when you when you sit alone and you're you're just the, that that deep thinking kind of person. Yeah. Then it's like three or four thoughts in you're like oh i'm gonna die like we're all gonna die nothing is permanent like it just gets really real and really dark really fast it's not necessarily dark but it's something you it's scary keep in the dark it's a it's a yeah. it's a little bit scary you know it's hard not to let fear seep in you know we're all especially when you're surrounded by it and it's pushed it's... everywhere you look is fear and everyone and their mothers are in fear so it's just like you can be this this um untouched stone but no matter what you're going to be affected because we spoke about it so many times how environment shapes how you are it's not just you you can't be a full pillar we're human we're bound to get pierced by other things around us so literally society is in fear right now it's it's such yeah. a crazy time man but you know what i uh, you sent me that video of the ayahuasca the guy who did the ceremony and then he had all these insightful revelations it was like a two oh, yeah, minute he was, he three was minute clip like he was saying, like, I'm sorry I caused Corona. 
Yes. With my fear and stuff. And like, it, it was, yeah, it was an intense. And I realized video. that that fear that we're all sharing right now, it is in a sense, a type of purge and a type of healing process, because that's all this fear that was already inside us. And now it's coming out, it's coming out, it's coming out. And you know what? Once you exhaust that, we're just going to come, hopefully we're going to come out of this a little bit more seasoned and tough. Or it could go the opposite way if you don't work through it. So that, I'll have to use both sides of the coin there. But if you observe know, like, your fear, hopefully you can you can start to strengthen and build off of that instead of let the fear overtake you and guide you into even darker path. I think a lot of people are going to be better friends with fear in general. You know, I think that's kind of unavoidable. But I, the way the way fear occurs in my life, I feel like there's there's always a resistance at first, and then there's just like, okay, what do I do now? Like it just gets it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier, and it, this maybe this has a different quality because everyone else is is freaking out around you also you know and some people are not maybe they're holding it in maybe they just have like i i can shoot off examples you know like if some people yeah. are freaking out like overly some people are just being honest because they're freaking out a lot some people are exaggerating it like there's just the whole spectrum is, is happening and it comes in periods there's there's moments when i feel like just posting stuff on facebook and being very like public and open and there's other times where i feel like just locking myself in my room all day and and I, I don't really know how to balance that, but I feel like fear fear shows your character because it's like this kind of raw, un, uncomfortable, like it just produces you to be more like honest, mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily with your words, but with your actions. Yeah. And and then you see the real person like the I, I've, I've said this. I'm sure I've said this on the podcast already, but there's this like Sun Tzu quote or something where it's like you can you can sit every day with a man for 40 years you know like speak about everything you did that day and like share every meal and then like on the on the last day of of knowing this person you can like grab them by the fucking toe and hang them uh above a volcano and only on that day will you meet the man mm -hmm. you know like so something i'm paraphrasing but it's like it's there's like an extreme event where well, it challenges it's revealing their, uh, character yeah. the, the 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 moment is like a fire that that burns away the bullshit yeah and it's a real i mean they're all moments are real in in a sense but it's this it's this profound let's just say it's another facet it's another it's another dial on the crazy experiences of life and it reveals something new about a person and for me personally i can say that my life's easy enough so i can't really i don't know like how how I don't, I can't judge myself too harshly or too easily. You know, I just feel like I know how to use free time very well because I've had a lot in my life <laughs> and I actually enjoy having a kind of open schedule and being organized in my rhythms instead of like a work rhythm or, you know, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not really built for society in that sense, but I, I, it's, it's a growing up also, you know, it's like there's a, there's an adaptation that is available for some people because they've just been there before and i've been here before mm. and i even i even did this stupid quote on facebook where i said like i, I was born in the quarantine you know like <laughs> like quoting bane like a fucking jackass yeah. and uh and um 
I mean, I was, I was like hurting from the breakup and just like trying to show people I was okay. You know, like there was a lot more going on in that day, but it, it, it rings true to me still. Like there is just something about like, you give me a blank canvas and I'm good. You start giving me rules and expectations. I start freaking out, Yeah, which is why this is a weird, this is another reason why there's another layer of fear because I don't have a blank canvas in my Mm. little life. I'm saying, oh, okay, now I can kind of do what I want. I have four more hours a day because I don't have to like groom myself and make food and drive to work and shit like that. But there's a whole other set of rules. Exactly. And a lot of them are not in my control and I'm just watching it all on the news. And it's a huge practice in acceptance because yeah. it's like at some point I don't even want to watch the news. I, I, I know stopped. I should. I stopped. It's it's I mean, the same it's story over and over. Yeah, but now it's it's just about fear. Like the stories, we know what's happening now. It's just it's just it's just pushing more fear, more fear, more fear because that's what's selling right now. They have you right where you want, right where they want you, sitting at home watching the TV. So of course they're gonna keep selling the number one product, which is fear. You know. You know what creeps me out too is like. So many products, like, you know, we're watching TV and there's like American channels. It's a little more overt in the States. There's more people also. I feel like everything just maybe happens faster there, like just, just by virtue of the population and, and the culture as well. But like um, as soon as this pandemic thing hit, I started seeing these commercials for home workout consoles. Hmm. And it's like, I honestly don't see the point because you can just go online and like do a workout. But I mean, it's like a mirror and it, it functions as a perfect, it's like a mirror, it just looks like a mirror. But then like there's two, there's two models and one of them is like a Bowflex sort of like <laughs> these things come off the wall and like you yeah. can do like weighted, uh, like resistance, uh, okay. like with bars and bands and stuff. And there's a person, like the, the mirror is like also a screen. So like this person like pops up and is like two more, one more, you know, like, and they're doing it with you if it's like aerobics or something or yoga. And it's like, it's probably like connected to the internet. So you can just like upload and download these crazy workouts and it just becomes like another sharing platform. But it just bothered me how fast it came out. It's like, Hey, you're stuck at home. Buy this fucking $3,000 piece of technology that we've been waiting to fucking (laughs) shove down your throat because we knew you were going to stay at home eventually for some reason, because that's the fucking plan. Is just we want to keep you in fear. We want to keep you working. We want to keep you separated from everybody else so you don't really know what's going on. We tell you what's going on on the fucking news. That's not a conspiracy. That's just how the capitalism has evolved in our culture. That's just what's happening. You know, you can talk about fucking Illuminati and and get into some crazy shit. We can go as deep as we want, but the the, open your eyes and you'll see that in 10 seconds. You know, like we're, we're being manipulated to be stupider, to be more complacent, to trust the the big brother and and no one no one most kids today don't even fucking know what 1984 is. Yeah. And the, and the worst part about that is that every generation you just lose information and Graham Hancock says it all the time we're a species with, with amnesia. amnesia. Yeah. Because you just lose that information every time. Yeah. We're literally forgetting. You, you just need one generation to get raised in the normal and then the normal like you know the new normal comes in. And it's cell phones and 5G towers everywhere and no one knows or cares if it's bad for you because, because yeah. money, because, because lies, because we need to make that buck and we will control the dissemination of the information. All of that shit, that scares me. That's like a low rumble, like my spider sense is constantly like going off at like 10%. 
like what's going on in the world and none of that is my business i have a small life i work at a fucking like call center job you know like i <laughs> yeah. i do i do yoga and things on the side i'm like trying to figure myself out and i'm in my 30s like i have my own problems but that's it so yeah <laughs> how many people are like you in this world that are trying to do their own thing as well and are tuning out of the we mainstream. all are yeah but that's it so it's it's like the i don't i think they're losing power sammy i think this is like their last bit of of pulling us in because people on a day-to-day basis at least the ones i encounter are just like right now obviously it's a it's a crazy scenario but we're all just trying to figure out our way to 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 make sense out of this whole story you know Yes and no. I mean, I mean, again, I don't want to get all conspiratorial. It's just kind of what's happening as well. Like, I don't know how much of an intention it is, mm. but like, there's a lot of, when you start talking about like, oh, you know, like we have a choice, we can turn this into good or bad. Like some people don't have a choice and it's straight up because of poverty. Yeah. You know, like you're in the States and suddenly like you're, you're, you need to like wait in line for your grocery store and like, you can't like, they won't even let you in because there's too many people or whatever. Like, this this person who you know like some joe rogan type who's like a millionaire is going to be like bro we just need to start gardens because this is what happens when there's no food and that mentality is cool because it's like it's a form of boycotting whether you realize it or not you're like oh i can be independent i can learn how to forage even though i'm in like i'm in canada but is this is this not creating that opportunity right now like i'm seeing at least in my news but for people who have the choice that's my point if someone is broke ass they're still going to mcdonald's yeah because they can get a full meal for them and their family and instead of buying like two things of broccoli or whatever the fuck you know like if you know how to do it and you're living in the right place and you have a certain income then you can manipulate your life a little bit but but the 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 darkness the evil in, that I'm kind of pointing out is that there's there's like a society that's built like a game and the people who are winning the game are making it harder for the other people to win the game. They're changing the rules and they're taking choice away. Mm. You know, and I'm, I'm lucky because of my parents, because of my, because of like, like literally luck sometimes in my, in my life of just like getting into certain jobs and saving a certain amount of money and then taking certain experiences learning certain things, being able to turn that into money. There's some people like without just, even that option. You know? A lot of people are... are. You know what scared me? I saw a photo in India, the slums, like the aerial view. Like you were there, you probably have a better view of it than I do, but there was like the whole city and then there was the slums. And like if COVID hits the slums, which I think it's already there, like how bad is it going to be for those people? You know, and what are we really doing? Uh, or what is their, their, their government doing for them? I don't know. And if you expand, India, I don't know what India we're, is such a crazy, yeah. you know, like it's going to just spread like wildfires somewhere like that. And they have no means to an end. Like they're, what the fuck are they going to do on a day-to-day basis? You know, it's a scary it's thought. It's going to rip through them. Like for us, anywhere our government's giving it is, it's just going to rip through. Yeah. Our government's giving all of us grants and special payments and packages. Like we're all suffering, but and like, like barely suffering. If you, if you measure it outwards. You know, we're all. No, I, I think that any complaining happening now, especially if you're fucking Canadian, is is just like other parts of the world, and like, what are we? What are they going to do? And like, how? Like, a lot of us feel like we're just sitting on our hands, and, and idle hands are the devil's plaything, man. Like, you want to feel like you're doing something, and you really can't. Yeah. But there's all 
so there's also like there's it's you know people say it's not the time sometimes like when there's a tragedy going on that's a bit of a cop-out you know like like i understand that like the person who lost someone in 9-11 doesn't want to hear your fucking 9-11 conspiracies like i understand like know your fucking audience there's, there's a time and a place even like the buddha said don't speak unless it passes through the three gates of of is it true is it necessary and is it kind because mm. if it's not true don't bother saying it if it's not necessary why are you saying it if it's not kind no one's going to listen to it it's true those are three so, great filters to use in in everything that's fucking I, Buddha. I don't use it often enough but i remember it yeah it's valuable thank you for reminding me of that one uh, dude, <laughs> imagine you actually stopped and thought about what you said all the time it's like i work though. i speak when i work i speak on the podcast i don't want to think about what i'm saying i'm just gonna sit there like a like a but, like you know when you put a cat in a new environment and they just sit there and smell but for that's a while the, i think that's the point then you realize there's not much you need to say but then that's not great for content <laughs> that's not yeah. yeah fuck you buddha buddha is trying to say is like less is more you don't really need to say is a lot of the things you're saying is just bullshit filler it, it, well, you know, the Dalai Lama said it really, it's a really good, like, uh, quote that's been circulated for f as long as I can fucking remember. But it, he said, like, when you're talking, you're repeating what you know. And that is a small little fortune cookie of knowledge, like little boop. But like, if you think about that, that's true. All you can do is repeat what you've heard or what you've experienced. One way or another, unless you're like a magic multitasker, which most humans are not, no matter what you think, most humans are not, yeah. um, you can't be learning and teaching at the same time. Or let, well, I mean, you, I guess you can if you're a good teacher, you're lit, like you're learning from the student on how to teach. That's, this is, that's all phys, philosophical and, and talking about duality and shit. But what I mean is you, if you're talking, you're not listening. Yeah. It's that simple. You're yeah. thinking about what you need to say you might even be listening to the person in a kind of halfway where you want to just interject and all that kind of stuff. It gets, it gets really squirrely, That's but most people, sorry. I was just going to say like most, most people don't even contemplate that. Most people don't realize that when you're talking, you're interrupting yourself from listening. Hmm. And most of the time you're just, you don't, you didn't need to say that it's, it might be true, but it's not necessary. It's not, and a lot not of valuable. times it's not kind either. Yeah. So like, don't even fucking bother. There's this fucking story where like long story short, it's a short story already, but it's like a bunch of monks and they're doing like a walking meditation. And then they see like a sunset and they all just kind of stop together and they look at it. It's funny because the sun is like going down over here <laughs> and they, they all just stop. And they're like still in meditation. But then one of them just goes like, isn't it beautiful? And the other one's like, you fucking ruined it, man. <laughs> like, it's it's so like, true though. In that moment, yeah. you stopped appreciating it. And you thought we needed to hear you say yeah, that you man. were appreciating it. And we're all and guilty of that too, man. Because I've done that too in the past. But like, it's so true that, that, that it's like an imposed, imposed admiration that you're pushing on everyone, which is not needed. Because the admiration, there's no, no one needs to speak it out. Just be it. 
you know it's like a signaling it's like an it's like honestly it's like an insecurity i think mm. a lot of us do a bunch of stuff in general just for in, for the sake of insecurity for the relationships we have for the jobs we choose for the chasing or accumulating of wealth in general or what we think is wealth mm. and i'm not just bad mouthing or good mouthing money it's really dependent on the person but yeah. there there's a there's a insecurity that, that drives us some and that's a very kind of insidious and necessary version of fear because we're all going to die and we're all like afraid because we're, we're alive. It's like, the, it's like our state and yeah. it's a direct threat. It's like, oh, I, I feel insecure all the time if I think about it. It's just like a, like a you know, because you, you've said don't give in to fear a lot mm. and it's been very helpful as a mantra to just kind of stop the, the wheel and take a breath yeah. and then from there so much more is possible. But I've been, I mean, I watched that Duncan Trussell uh, TV show, like this cartoon that came out on, on Netflix called uh, to watch it. The Midnight Gospel. Dude, it's so good. Yeah, it's he's... so him. It's, it's short and sweet, too. But like, fuck, I, I, got, I lost track because I'm thinking of this cartoon now. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck was I talking about? I don't know. There's something about fear. Yeah, like Not he gets into fear. this concept of hopelessness being a good thing, hmm. you know. So there's nuance there, uh, and it's I'm bringing it up on purpose because I, I, it's a fun concept, especially in a pandemic. Like you don't have control. No, you don't have control. It's so hard. I'm saying this to myself more than anybody. Like I don't have control. No, I don't have control of my my parents dying or my foot hurting. Or my fucking, if I get a, 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 like a failure in life, you know, like I can try as hard as I can and I can still fail. Yeah. You can and, do everything right and it still goes wrong, you know? Yeah. And it's like the, what hurts most of all is it's almost like fear is a, is a form, hope is a form of fear. It's almost like you're afraid to admit you're afraid. So then you turn it into this like lie, you know, like. Like when the, the reason we're not ready for this pandemic is because of a form of fear. And for, for some people who are not in control, it might be a hope. And for other people, it's like a fear of losing money or spending money on something that doesn't really pan out to be useful or something like that. Even though like the experts knew this was a possibility, there is a, a, a non-preparedness a non or maybe some like government leaders which just had a fear of like being the person responsible for instilling fear in everybody else. If there's no pandemic, then you have to be convincing. You have to be like, look, we're putting money into this and you guys should be afraid a little bit because this, 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 and this could happen. It might not happen that way, but like that's the worst case scenario. Now you're, now it's, you're blamed, you know, like Trudeau or whatever your government leaders are, are like literally like putting themselves on the chopping block because yeah. they're like well, it's being the, they're the face. not lovable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, Another thing people are afraid of is also change, you know. Part of it was the the you were saying losing money or whatever makes them fear, but it just things how I guess I was hearing this a lot from people is like I just wish things would go back or I can't wait till they go back to the way they were. And we hear that a lot and it's just change is a big fear for a lot of people too. Anytime something is introduced or something becomes something else, there's a panic that comes in with that. And you see that in your in your own evolution. Anything that changes in your life, it's start. It's it's a there's a frightening aspect to it first, you know, and then 
this is a big change, obviously, going from regular life to this insane modification. And what comes after is also the fear of not knowing what comes after. Because that's the change that we're going to have to all face and see. And that's fucking frightening, you know? Yeah, and it's like a big general status quo kind of change. It's, it's foundational. Like, this is real change where it's not like you're moving apartments. This is the society that you know, that you function in, is going to be changed and modified and different. Whether it's now, whether it's yeah. in six months, however long this craziness happens for it, whatever's next is going to be weird and different and it's going to be hard to accept, you know? Yeah, and entire structures yeah, and man, infrastructures, buildings and... And, you know, like uh, I was, all of projects yeah. are useless now. Concerts, like like I was talking to my friends, uh, like how much we miss just going to our breakfast spot and having a coffee and potatoes and eggs. Like that was our spot, you know? And like, fuck, we're going to go back eventually. But it, when you go back, like it's probably going to be half the amount of seating. The waiter's going to have to wear a mask. You know, the, it's going to, you're going to have this weird instilled fear that we're going to have to so, slowly shake off. And I think time will help shake it off. Just like uh, we're wet dogs right now. We're going to have to shake off all that water, but it's going to take months, to, if not a year or longer, who knows. But there's going to be some weird things that we didn't even know we we're carrying until we're back in regular. Like I was walking Lily down the street, my dog, and uh, someone's on my coming towards me. And now instinctively, I go, I went veered onto the, like, onto the grass so they can pass me. I never had that before. I was only... Maybe that I was, I felt like I was doing that as a sign of respect, but deeper inside, if you unpack the layers, it's probably, there's some fear that I'm going to have to burn off after this is all done, you know? Yeah. The, the action leads to the thought, you know, it's not the other way around. It's like yeah. you're, you're living a pattern now. Yes. I remember the first time I heard about this stuff and I went to the pharmacy and I think I said it on the podcast already, but like I, I was like this, the girl behind the counter was like very like, fuck this COVID thing. Like it was just starting. So a lot of people were like, it's not as bad as you mm -hmm. think. You hear shit on the news all the time and you don't know what's really going on. You know, but like we heard, we got Zika, Ebola, <laughs> swine flu, avian flu, like all these things just came and went and we didn't know what the fuck was going on. But the suffering wasn't at our doorstep, you know? So anyway, I went into a rabbit hole about this fucking cashier, but like I, I go to the pharmacy and I, and I, I hand her like a, my, my, whatever like points card or thing you know and she grabs it and kind of touches my hand and i kind of like huh like i repel and and honestly i did that only because i want other people like i don't want other people to be like oh that guy is contaminated now it's just other people it's not me yeah. i wasn't freaking out about coronavirus i think i'm pretty safe but if i do get it my parents could get sick my grandmother could get sick my who knows i could give it to my dog somehow and then my dog gives it to somebody else i don't fucking know how this shit works um but that really wasn't how i felt before mm. i still i still not i'm still not sure i'm just like this fucking agnostic asshole who just doesn't believe in anything and that's like a pro and a con about being sammy but like <laughs> that's that's not the point like the point is i i I didn't think of that until you said it, but like, this is my yoga now. This is the, these are the postures that I'm taking is like, I'm stuck at home. I have to, I have to lie to a friend because her boyfriend wants to come chill with me and he didn't want to tell her. And like, we're not going to touch each other because. Well, you're uh, exposing them on the podcast now. No, no. She knows now. Okay. Now she, okay. We both got it. We both got in shit. Okay. Okay. We, we, we were in a we're in a circle of it's like it's like being friends with you like there's no reason to lie ever yeah and then and then we were then i was put in that position oh, it's the worst and, position to be in 
no, it sucked, man. But like he, he's obviously just afraid of of her wrath. Yeah. And but it's also like we do, like I don't know, like the, it's it's like you're arguing something that's on the news. Like a bunch of people are like, no, 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 it's 100 percent true. Just stay inside forever. The government will tell us when we can be human again. And it's like I I don't know if I can do that. And I can rationalize it maybe because I'm getting stressed out. A lot of those people that are picketing and shit now, maybe a lot of them have a good point. A lot of parts of the world already had problems. You know, like this is very complicated, but it's just shining a light on a lot of stuff. But we also but a lot need of people are in, unconsciously just stressed out. We need to keep and in mind like, yeah, too, though. Fucking, I need a haircut or whatever. The you have to keep in mind too, Sammy, that like our we're a little bit biased in our perspective because we are considered we're not in the high risk category, at least to our knowledge. But there's some people that are generally in a panic who maybe have like some underlying lung condition and they're in their 50s and like really in bad shape. And then they see a lot of people, maybe younger people, just protesting and arguing and say, fuck this. But then they feel left out. Like it's it's really fucked up when you look at it in a, it's a societal issue right now. And there's some people who are high risk and definitely worried about their health. And then they have to also deal with the fact that everyone who's not in their con condition want to get back to doing the old way and going back to everything, but then they are going to feel left out or scared that they can fucking die tomorrow if they get it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I have two friends who have... I have many friends, actually, who have asthma of some kind. I have my brother has asthma. My One of my best my... friends, man, he's high risk, and it's scary because he just had the flu like two months ago, like horrible flu, which I'm kind of convinced it was COVID, but he doesn't think so, but he his flu turned into pneumonia. So his lungs are still fucked to this day. So his doctor recommended, like, if you get this, like, you might not make it. So he's our age, you know? So this is, this is scary. Like, this is my buddy, you know? And I personally, I'm not worried if I get it. Like, it would suck, but I'm, I'm worried for him. I'm worried for my family, my parents. Like, but these are people that need to be spoken for as well. Like they're not excluded from the mix and the argument. And I understand like the protesting and the people that are against the social distancing and build an immunity, build herd immunity. But there's some people that I don't think can handle this virus regardless of, of uh, just because of their health condition in general, you know? Mm -hmm. if they... I guess, I mean, if you, ta if you dissect the concept of herd immunity, it just means that a bunch of people are going to die, yeah. you know? And... And but, but, that might not help anybody. And but when you look at it statistically, like another... it's easier to have the conversation. But it's like, what if those bunch of people or half of them, like some of them are going to have to be your mom, my mom, like our parents. Like it, it, once it becomes personalized, it becomes a lot harder to, to to digest. You know, no one wants to lose loved ones. No one wants to die, man. I, I what was I, that? Quote? You can't take that away from anybody. What was and, that quote? And, uh, though? It was one death is a tragedy, a million deaths is a statistic. You know, it's... yeah, that's that's really fucked up. But that 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 is very insightful because that is how the brain works. You know, like you can't conceptualize a million. <laughs> and if track. one death, if you can let that into your heart and that hurts and you feel that and for you let yourself feel that, and then someone says a million, like you're gonna get knocked back. You're yeah. not even. You're gonna go numb. There's no effect. It's gonna be like a, it's not. Relatable. Yeah, like if you hear a sound that's too loud, you can't hear anymore. You just yeah. hear beep. Like that's what happens with your emotions. Yeah, you just like you're you're there trying to cry. Like I I don't you know. Like, for though. me as a man, and I didn't grow up being able to really show my emotions, and I'm learning how to now. Yeah, like to 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 be able to hold something like that and to really feel sad for like that 
that family you were saying, this woman loses her life and the family can't even be there with them and like directly can't hold them. Can't yeah. like, like be in that. That's a really important moment for closure. Yeah. Maybe can't even see the body and stuff like it's, no. it's, it's, it's can't even really have a funeral layers of tragedy, layers yeah. of fucking tragedy. And then it's like a million, a million of that. <laughs> and you just, you just, you freeze. You just go black. Yeah. You're you're, like, <laughs> it's like a system and task, you know, like the, you, you, exactly. have, you have the re screen, reboot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it just freezes and you're like, you're like, wait, what? You're like, okay, two, that hurts more. Yeah. Maybe like three, it hurts the same, but it's just longer. I don't understand how my, my, I don't even know how to emote that. I don't even know how to, what I'm feeling when I, when I go through that. Yeah. There is a, a, a lot is a statistic now. Because you you just it's just the way it is. it's just bigger numbers you can't handle it and there's so much information out there we were never built to handle this amount of information no. people who do age quickly you see it <laughs> like it's yeah. terrifying so I, I I don't I don't know man we have to focus we have to like all amidst all that fear all that pain you have to keep saying the shit you've been saying. It's like now the character shows, like I was saying before, mm. and mine is starting to grow because I'm understanding that. I don't need to shove conspiracy theories down people's throats, but I want people to know they can accept this and accept the desires they have to, to, to accept it or to not accept it, you know, to be on to whatever side they feel that they're on, if there are sides, you know, to also accept that there are no sides. To accept the nuances and to understand the politics, understand the finance and the, the way the economy works, understand the, the good that comes out of this and all the pain. Like just this kind of radical acceptance that we've been talking about is so useful right now because being a human is weird, yeah. <laughs> for lack of a better term. It's and that's our only saving grace. It's just, okay, accept, accept, accept. Your girlfriend broke up with you? Accept. Your fucking mom got sick? Accept. You're, you're, I don't know, like you, you want to suddenly become an artist, even though you have no skill or understanding of accept. how to do that? Accept that. And you want to start a community yeah. because you feel alone and you know other people feel alone? Accept that. Accept the feelings, accept the drives. Once you have acceptance? See where they go. Once you have acceptance, you have growth. And that's where, that's the first step to the growth and healing process is acceptance. Because you can resist whatever, you can put up the wall and stuff, but that's only hurting you further. That's the second arrow, right? That we spoke about with Andre. It's acceptance is what's going to lead you to finally getting through whatever the fuck it is. And this is going to have to be a societal acceptance, you know? We, but it happens at the micro level. We all got to do our part and, and, observing everything we're feeling right now accepting it and not letting it put us in this victim state in this in this mm. double down on fear and and pain and learn to to work through it you know and some people are going to have a harder pill of acceptance to swallow you know sorry i'm like adjusting the camera yeah it's this revealed a yeah, lot man. about my character man this this whole thing cuz i preached a lot of positivity and a lot of uh a lot of tests and a lot of things that I've done in my evolution, but they were done on my terms. You know what I mean? And that was a big yep. one. 
So I thought I was gaining all this growth because, oh, I went to Vipassana. I, I got through the 10 days of silence. Oh, I can do ayahuasca ceremonies. I've, I've drank the, the third cup every time. Oh, I've went deep in DMT. Oh, I've went fucking 30, 40 salvia trips. All, all under my terms. All because mm-hmm. I chose to do that. And now I'm realizing this as we're talking, it's coming out. It's now it's like, nope, bitch. It's not your choice anymore. This is what has to be done and you have to deal with this. And I'm having a hard time with it and it surprised me. It kind of caught me with my pants around my ankles, you know, lack of better terms. And uh, <laughs> Sober as a nun. Yeah. You know, just real life came at you sideways. Yeah. And you know what? This symbol to me is that I'm actually afraid of death. And like, this is like a, a kind of a death because it's not in my control. Obviously I'm alive and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to die from this, but it's a form of death. It's a form of ego death because... You are not, yeah, cross fingers, but you are not in control of every aspect of your life. And you could put yourself through all these hard tests and uh, challenges, but you have to remind yourself that you put yourself into it. But when something traumatic happens, it's not your choice. It happened regardless. And that's where the real growth has to come from. Uh, Maybe, I mean, yeah, you're, yeah. You know, and that's my realization. And I've been fucking struggling. I won't lie, man. I've been having some very, you will, you've, I've kind of went MIA for a little bit, but I'm having like, I was having some, I've never had that kind of anxiety before where I feel my heart pounding out of my throat. And you know what? I sat with it. I observed it. I ignored it. I've done it all. And I'm slowly getting to that acceptance phase where it's like, no, this is how you feel right now. And let's, let's feel it. Let's not just cover it up with um, a fucking TV show for six hours or something, you know, let's really feel what's going on here. Let's sit with it. Let's observe it. You know, yeah, you know the 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 wicked truth is because look, if you're saying acceptance breeds growth, which is true, because if you resist, you go back to what you know. It's that simple. That's yeah. what resistance is: is is you know, shucking change and and trying to to keep things status quo. If you go deep into that. Not even that deep, honestly. I can I can defend this pretty simply. Nothing is in control. That is terrifying. Nothing mm. is in control. Like it's an illusion if you think otherwise. You said aspect. Sorry. It, it, it's the control is an illusion. It is. It's where it's at least temporary. You know, like like it, it, it's elusive. It's there's something. Well, you know what it is? I'm just realizing it's borrowed. It, like anything else. It's borrowed. All the things you think you control is a borrowed control. Even your breath, borrowed. I like that. It's it's uh, that's fucked up. Yeah, but that that's the point is that it goes down. To, <laughs> that one fucked like, me up your, too. Your ability to have free will, your ability to breathe, like you said, all of your these things that you can control. You can't control COVID. You can't control the pandemic. You can't really control how the the government is going to react to it. You can, for now, control how you react to it. How you respond uh, to yourself, but even then, not all the time. You have to just kind of let the flow go. You can control how you accept it. You can you can always do that for some reason. Maybe you can't even do that all the time, and then you have to kind of go backwards and accept that later when you can mm. accept that you couldn't accept it. I don't fucking know. I mean, I've lived... <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel really old because I've paid attention to a lot of my years, but sometimes I realize, like, in another 30 years, I'll only be 60. And 60 is not something to say only to, but it's like, you're not dead yet. No. Nope. You know, like and that's thirty more years and, of knowledge. The, yeah, and it's uh, who knows? Like 
you can't even say that it's like as simple as doubling your knowledge. It's like it's exponential. It's association. Well, there's a, like a, there's a solid like, like 15 years of knowledge that we have right now that isn't that valuable. <laughs> I think it's the most valuable. I yeah, actually, that's true. But I know what you mean. I but know, there's just, a lot I'm of just, there's a lot of I'm years gonna, of fucking around. I'm cutting hairs, man. I'm cutting hairs. <laughs> but but my, in my, fucking around, you get the knowledge. Sorry, I'm, I'm cutting you off. But I don't I don't mean to rant, but like I, I'm. I'm saying this again to myself more than anything. Like there really is nothing in control, nothing, 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 nothing. And then that, if I accept that and live that way, then there's this, there's this infinite growth possibility. If you just kind of do some like, you know, like spiritual math, philosophical math with what you were saying before, if like, if, if acceptance breeds growth, then like radical acceptance is equal to radical growth. Yeah. Uh, or maybe some kind of if radical, like if growth is radical, then it might even just look like a kind of a, a, an ability to adapt. You know, it's not even growth really, in some kind of like achieving, you know, growing towards the sun and and touching it eventually. Or I don't I don't know what people are expecting to to do with their lives. Uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, you you get the wife or you get the husband or you get the fast car or you get the the, the yeah. million dollars or you get the you know billion dollars or you or you learn how to do a backflip or you i don't know i don't know what you want out of life but like actually nothing is in control for long Uh, so when it is we scramble or we should at least maybe i don't know that's arguable but like fuck man i just i could i could say it over and over i'm like i'm just realizing it and accepting it now nothing is in control nothing 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 and i've been thinking about that a lot lately because my girlfriend broke up with me. I've brought it up like a million times, I'm sure, because, you know, people don't shut up about their problems. Yeah. But something I enjoyed was taken away from me, and I had to think about that. Something something changed right before the pandemic, too. Yeah. But, like, I had to kind of it's sit a double and be whammy. with it. It's a, double, it's a double sammy whammy over here. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a triple at the time, too, but I won't get into all my fucking baggage. But, like it's it's i've been thinking about becoming the kind of person who can be okay with change you know it's like it's not about chasing some kind of success you know when i look deep into that i start realizing that i'm doing that for other people i'm doing that so that i can be loved um but it's hard to love someone who doesn't love themselves you know it's hard to show up for them constantly and pour into their cup and they just keep poking a hole in the bottom of their cup and it just fucking goes nowhere. And then you're, you feel like you're doing nothing. One way or another, however you, you cut that, that situation, it's always hard to love someone who's like chasing love, seeking love. That's just kind of the insecurity we all have where it's like mm. your love is not my responsibility. I can't be the, the reason you're happy in life. That, that, that's mm. not fair. Yeah. You know, like you need to have your own shit going on. And so I look at my ex-girlfriend in that regard now. I go like, it wasn't fair for me to be, to not have anything else going on, essentially. I mean, that's, a, that's an extreme, you know, but yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that might be how she saw it. And, and in this moment in my life where I was sad for reasons that had nothing to do with her, I was only happy for reasons that all had to do with her. And it became that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And now I sit there, I sit here thinking, like I had this, I have these like epiphanies, just like smoking weed on my fucking balcony. And I think, like, can I, 
just focus on what matters to me. It doesn't necessarily make me happy, but what actually matters to me so that when things do make me unhappy, I can still say, you know what, I'm doing my best. I'm doing yeah. what I need to do, all that stuff. But then can I be comfortable enough in myself and in my, can I essentially practice accepting change where I can, let's say my next girlfriend, I, I do the same thing and I give, I open up my heart and I just see what happens. Mm. But at the same time, I don't expect her to do anything. I don't expect her to stay. I don't expect, because I've been thinking about that too, you know, like, how can I make it not hurt next time? And like, I just think about it for 10 seconds and I go, no, dude, it's going to hurt it's every time. Hurt. If it's good, it's going to hurt the and same amount every time. It doesn't yeah. get easier or any of that bullshit. No. It hurts the same fucking amount every time. And that means you fucking tried. Yeah. And that is better. That pain sucks, but it's better than thinking I didn't do my best. That's it. I didn't do what I could. You know, my friend Gina, she told me, she said it. It was amazing. She said, open your heart, man. Give it your all. Because then you'll know. Only then will you know mm. if it's worth it, if she's the one, if all that stuff, you know? We didn't get that far, but when now that I got, now that we broke up, I, that is one little thing I don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. And it's something you have to look for with gratitude, but you stop and you go, you know what? I, I didn't hold back. You know, like David Goggins says, you know, like, like you if, you, if you feel like you left something on the, on the, on the table, so to speak, like, then you, then you could beat yourself up about that. And that's one thing I don't have to beat myself up about. It's, and that can rip back into everything we're talking about. Oh, you know, yeah. Open your heart up, accept change. But these are practices. This is not words. You have to sit. You have to meditate. You have to learn about focus. You, you have, have to observe. Learn, you have to learn about observation. Try to be objective or at least like indifferent or equanimous. Yes. You know, these are big practices. Not a good word. These are big practices. These are a lifetime of sharpening these tools, you know, and yeah, you know, I, that's, that's a big, big, big practice. And if this is the beginning of that practice for a lot of people, because maybe their lives were so distracting that they never really sat to observe. This is a, it's a brutal start, but this is how it happens. You know, maybe it just hurts all the time though. You know, like maybe it's always, it always feels like you're starting. I think if you're doing it right, like uh Ido Portal, like the movement expert guy, he always says, like, if you if you're getting good at something, you should stop. You should move on to the next thing. Hmm. You know, like, I mean, if you want to become a professional, obviously, that's bad advice. But like, if I see you're what he's playing saying, and you're trying to I understand what he's saying, though. Yeah, it, it, exactly. like, it's like guitar. When I'm hitting the same four chords over and over and over again, the, the growth is now capped. You know, it's exactly. I'm enjoying it, but it's capped. So it's good to veer into those those little avenues. Oh, this is a fuck. I'm not good at this chord or I'm not good at this flip or this whatever you're doing. We all get stuck in those little traps that we we put up and we're like, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm here. I can I can play a nice song, but you can just play that song a million times. But there's always yeah. that little bit more. Just poke, put the bar, put the yardstick a little further, you know, and we can do that with everything. It's, it's like a mental gymnastic, though, or like a mental flexibility, because a lot of us are, are, I want to say extremists, but like, it's hard to change in the mind as well, you know, so like, you'll, you'll be, you'll be maybe saying, uh, okay, like plateaus are good. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna mark the next plateau, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have this idea of my achievement that's coming up. But, but that's your modality. Now that's the way you do things. So then when you get there, it's going to be 
there's going to be a moment at least, unless you're very practiced or very self-aware and you have a lot of resolve, just probably from experience, you're going to rest on your laurels. You're going to go, I did it. I passed, I'm on the fucking, you know, like I'm on the, the, the plateau that I, that I marked. I, yeah. I planted a flag for myself in the future and I walked and I struggled and I bled and I cried and I got there. I don't know why I was swimming when I said <laughs> bleeding and crying, yeah. swimming through blood and tears and sweat. I go, oh, okay, this is a very yeah. gross visual. But like you, you get there and now you have to switch your mentality and say, there is no plateau. It's always progress. What's my next goal? Yes. And then you have to, then from all that work, this moment of like, it's not, it's like the opposite of gratitude for the work. It's like, oh, I fucking finally finished it. I'm finally here. That, that's like the bad, that's like the wrong mentality. Like you need to, you need to be more flexible. It's, a, I mean, well, you need to be, I'm saying it's tough. I'm saying like, it's, it's not, uh, like natural or normal in our society to be to encouraging be, to yourself it's for me it's more than that i mean maybe it is that simple hmm. but i feel like it's like taking a perspective and putting it somewhere else i feel like i'm i'm playing a <laughs> like a chess game and then suddenly the suddenly i'm the other guy suddenly i'm white instead of black or suddenly i'm not allowed to use my bishops like it's life is just weird like that and it's <laughs> like it kind of makes sense but then it just shifts a little and you have to be like you're like, no, 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 I'm still playing chess. And that's the fear. You're like, no, no, I'm still, I still know what's going on. You don't fucking no, know what's going on. No, you don't. You really don't. Nobody does. A lot of people know a lot of stuff and we can learn from each other and, and look at the, like we're speaking on technology and it's like all magic now. And there's like, there's religions and psychology textbooks and, and, and all this stuff that we can learn. But really, really, oh, really shit. deep down, we just all born like about a hundred years ago or less. Yeah. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. And we're rushing. We're rushing. Like a race, just trying so hard to, to pretend, to forget that we're going to die. Yeah. That we're just falling into a coffin. Distract as much as possible. Yeah, man. And, and that, that we need to just accumulate something yeah. exterior. You know, like that's, that's something the one that insidious... You. Huh? Something that you believe defines you. You know, you're hold on to this. This is mine. This is what I have accomplished. These are markers in my journey. <laughs> you know? Yeah, others see them. When but I you die, know what? they will still be there. It's funny, like, it's you, funny you said this. strange comfort. Because Mathieu was telling me a story about his friend Diego, who's a shaman in uh, Peru. And Diego passed away recently from, uh, from a cancer. And so Mathieu went to go see him before he passed. Like they went for a ceremony. And then Diego like came up to him. Where he went up to Diego and he's like, uh, like, uh, how's, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel dying? Like, knowing that you're gonna die so soon. And Diego's like, um, this will be our last conversation. I will pass away on Wednesday next week. It was like a Friday, I think. He's like, this will be our last conversation. So if you have any questions, ask now. You know, it's like now if you want any bit of wisdom when I'm so close to the door. This guy was so in tune that he knew next Wednesday, next week on Wednesday, he was gonna die. He just felt it. And he did, of course, but so he, Matthew's like so so close to death's door. What do you what do you feel like? What what last words of advice do you have to give me? He's like everything that he told him. He's like everything that you believe, all your accomplishments, everything that you define as yourself, can't go through that door. Only you can go through that door, and what can go through that door is just you, and all those moments and those memories that you've had. 
those will be the last things that you can take into the door. But everything else, all your goals, achievements, accumulations, uh, whatever you want to categorize in there, can't go with you. <laughs> That's it. You know, it, it's we know this. We all know this intellectually. Like this is, well, you can't take your house with you when you die. But to really feel it and observe it and understand it, that's a practice, man, because I don't many people don't accept face that practice until they hit the end, you know? But that's literally something that you should always remind yourself. And when you do that, you you enforce gratitude and all sorts of things get attached to that and humility, knowing that just being thankful and blessed for what you have, but knowing that that's just impermanent, you know? It's so, it's, that's, that's where the duality gets in for a lot of people. If you're kind of like too smart for your own good and you need like a philosophy to save you because like a house is important. You know, if you, if you, in this incarnation, in this time on earth, do whatever the fuck you want, man, because you're here and you're going down, you're going to die, you know? So what's important to you? My phone is freaking out and and that house could be very important but at the same time it's it you can't take it with you like you said so there's this there's this holding of everything you hold dear in one hand you know and just kind of like i need this or at least the i that i choose to believe that i am you know if you want to get really fucking crazy about it that thing needs those things and i want to play this game this is the game i'm playing this is fun you know, I'm 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 the I'm the orthodontist, and I yeah. and I bought the house in in the you you know Missouri. You or splurged. You had the and money, and you you had the achievements, and you got it. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's yeah. it's the it's identifying with it and attaching to it. That's the suffering. Instead of I have a lot of light. It's instead of being grateful well i mean you're there's for sure still gratitude there but instead of understanding that it's a blessing and attaching to it to like this is my fucking property get off my lawn those kind of people <laughs> you know it's that's where the misery starts to form and that's like what when you were saying about your ex is like if you're attaching to that person to gain the happiness from that person or whatever or from that house you're gaining that happiness because of that everything's gone to shit. Well, I have this to make me happy. That's the line that the ego kind of hid through. And that's the suffering all over again. And that is the trick that we always have to face constantly. It's a fucking battle where the ego is like a little worm, not a worm, a rat that hides in every dark corner. And then he chills there and forms a house. And then you fall into it. And then you realize that, Oh, it's an ego trap and you go to the next one. But it's those yeah. things where you identify with those certain things, the house, the girlfriend, whatever that make you happy. That's where you've you've been misled, because the happiness is is already going to be home base. All those externals are blessings and additions. That's yeah. I can't. I don't know if I can add anything to that. That's pretty. That's, it's a you, tough one. It's a tough one because mm -hmm. a lot of people they 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 skip that first step, and they have all these things. It's not just one thing. Not just the house. It's everything around them is what's making them happy. But once they, they're alone in their in their room or whatever, or something happens and now they're faced to this isolation, they panic, they freak out. And to the point mm -hmm. where you see, like we, sp we said in so many podcasts, but I'll always bring it back up, like celebrities that 
on the surface had it all, but ended up offing themselves and killing themselves because they actually didn't have anything of value to themselves, you know? And that value that we always talk about is just that internal connection where we don't need to seek outwards for anything to make you happier than you already are. Everything should be a blessing and an addition and something to, to create more value, but it isn't value, you know? Yeah, it's like... um we're all guilty of it, man. We're all guilty of it, you know? And it's it's things like, I can quote back to when I was a child, I had like my favorite blanket. You know, we called, I called it the lie. I would walk around the whole house with my lie and I'd just sleep with it. I love this thing to death, you know, Sammy? And then one day I think my mom put it in the washer or the dryer and it got ripped up or something. I don't remember what happened. And I was devastated. My entire life was this blanket, Sammy. My, my whole childhood was this moment, this, this blanket. I loved it. And that was taken from me. And that's like a nice little uh, lesson to be taught at a young age. That no, this fucking blanket's just a blanket. You know, <laughs> don't get it wrong. Yeah, man. I mean, the first thing you told me when I told you that uh, that she broke up with me was, I mean, one of the first things. I, like, I, I don't want to make you sound like a jackass, <laughs> but you, you were like, hey, man, why did you think this was permanent? You know, like you, like it was like a little moment of, of like a, like a, a I don't want to say a tough love because it was, yeah, like it wasn't, it was, it was, honest, it was like a genuine question. Yeah. You were just like, and it was at a good time also, you know, like, I don't remember exactly when, but like I, 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 the, at the beginning it was acute and painful and, and I was not seeing straight, you know, and then you just said like, man, you're you know, you could be grateful for a lot of stuff you guys did together and, and now it's over. Whether it would be over in a year instead of five months or in or or if it would just last until one of you dies in some like crazy romantic experience, like nothing is forever. Yes. Nothing, nothing, nothing. You thought it's like in, in the way that I didn't think it was ever gonna end, I did think that it was not gonna end. I know that sounds like that's a really stupid sentence, but like no. think about that. Like I ignored the fact that this was temporary and thus kind of believed or accepted that it was never gonna end. Think of and that disservice. Then, then I just relaxed. Then I was like, cool, bro. Yeah. I don't have to try. Yeah. I got my girl. My life's hard, but I'll take care of it. No problem. And we're all guilty. Then of this. she breaks up with me, and and like a fucking, like a like a car slamming the brakes, and you're not wearing the fucking seatbelt, man. Inertia. All the shit that I have to deal with is in my face now. And I, I mean, it's not always that simple, you know. Like I just like this girl. It's sad that I don't have her in my life anymore. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. But there is always something to deal with. There is always something more to accept, more to expand on until you are living internally in, in as much spaciousness as possible. And then, and then you're kind of unfuckwithable or whatever the expression unfuckable. is, you know? And unfuckwithable. Unfuckable. Like you cannot be unfuckwithable. Unfuckwithable. We could argue the, the grammar, which is non-existent. Well, you could say unfuckable, but... but there's a double meaning there, but you know, you hear "don't fuck with me," so you could say "unfuckable." 
I don't want to say unfuckable. <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling vulnerable right now about my fuckability. I don't think I should. I think I don't think I should say that out loud. So, for the sake of it, unfuckwithable. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't. I'm not that person naturally, right? So I don't know what that looks like. But that's the ego again. You know, mm-hmm. like how much of me is me in a kind of like stubborn or not easily changed thing. You know, and how much how much is just like, yo, fuck that aspect of me. I'm going to change that or diminish it or embellish it or encourage or discourage it. Like, if radical acceptance is weird because you accept a lot of power. And that's scary, too, because it's like you might not even realize it, but you're afraid of, you know, COVID or something. I mean, it's not an irrational fear, but it's an avoidance because something is pulling your attention away from something else Mm -hmm. you can only really pay attention to one thing at a time and what are you not paying attention to well that's it you know what in your life could be worked on instead of you just like flipping through fox news and cnn and shit and and this is just this is just a this is a collective projection of our fears of something way deeper coming out into the public you know covid is just is like a it's like the video where he said forgive me that uh, the ayahuasca video where COVID was what showed him what he already had inside that fear that was just stuck in there. And yeah, it's so much easier to have an enemy to point to that, but that fear is an internal fear that we all have, whether it's uh, existential, whether you're fearing of losing your job, which a lot of people are, but there's, if you look past that, there's a deeper fear. And that's something that each individual has to uncover. What are you afraid of? Maybe we've been ignoring it because of the way our society is structured. Maybe that's it's encouraged to ignore. It's encouraged to ignore. You know, the the last thing government wants is you to sit down and think. (laughs) They want you to work nine to five. They want you to stay in traffic for an hour to two hours a day, and then they want you to drink on weekends and then start it all over on Monday. The you know how this is true? The drug of choice is alcohol, which makes you forget. It literally turns off your brain. And the other drug of choice is coffee, which pushes you to do more and feed the machine more. And then to, to have little breaks, you have cigarettes, which is an, another thing, you know, to help you cope with the yeah. stress that you're dealing with. It's like, it's, the answers are all here. You know, the last thing Big Brother wants you to do is to think it over and, and reassess, which is in our power right now. Everything's gone to shit you can do right now is to sit down and think think about what you're actually afraid of what the fuck you want to change in your life what matters in your life these are the big questions i think a lot of people are faced with and you, mm. you know what that's the growth that we can all achieve that's our option that you can never take away from us you can set up a million rules but you can find out what the fuck really makes you happy inside that is my struggle right now because it's been my struggle my whole life, but I, I can't run right now. And I've been, no running. I've been doing, I, I have a list in my head. Like I'm taking a, a course on happiness from Yale. I'm learning how to do Ableton with one friend. I'm doing the, the I'm learning guitar with Johnny. Like everything is a Skype call away now, you know? So it's like, fuck it. I don't have an excuse. I'm learning how to draw and, nice. and use colors and it stuff. It looks good, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I told you last I'm time. better than I perfect. thought. It was amazing. Though. No, I'm, I didn't, I didn't realize like there's, there's better out there, obviously. Like there's always better. Out, I hate that line. I hate that line. I'm just the, it's bullshit humility. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, man. There you I, go. Th- considering I just started and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. That's I have, good. Like, Pat yourself it. on the so, fucking back sometimes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right now, bro. Oh, and you know it. what else? Everyone should pat themselves on yes. the back. 
we're all no one's making out of this thing alive whether it's the coronavirus or life itself <laughs> like i i agree with everything you just said about like it's our growth is our control because it's through acceptance like we've been talking about like that's going to be the name of this podcast acceptance. acceptance through like growth through acceptance like Fuck the only yeah. fucking way man yeah man but at the same time you have to accept when you can't grow I just want to shout out to to people, and I'm in this situation a lot lately too, because I'm bummed about my life, my my ex, my whatever you want to say, you know. But sometimes just take it fucking easy, you know. You, you sometimes just accept that you don't know, and you're trying something, and then you burn out, and then you just mm. have to slow down. And then maybe you can learn from that, and and hopefully not do the same mistake next time. Yes. A lot of people in this situation, I've seen some stuff on Facebook, like on the internet, where people are like, "Hey, this is not my time to shine," or whatever. You know, like I'm working out constantly and doing yoga in between and all these things because I'm running from sadness. This is not healthy. It's it's healthy because it's a better choice than just like biting my nails in a corner and, and crying. It's not a solution. Um, but it's, it's creating momentum for things that I am now able to appreciate and mm. say, oh, wow, look at all these things that I did while I was like crying over a girl. Yeah. But a lot of people just need, I mean, those the, you can't do both. If you need to cry, fucking cry. Yeah. You know, fucking cry. It's 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 just human. You're human. Accept what's going on and and that means whatever it means for you. That's what's really important. That's what I want to say. I don't know what is best for you. I barely know what's best for me and I'm just trying to find it out by trying stuff. And sometimes I don't have the energy to try stuff, so I just fucking sit down and I yeah. try to like I just I read a book, I watch something on Netflix. I don't want to coddle myself too much, but coddling is not a bad thing. Like babies need that to survive. You need to be in the warmth and in the love. And it, whether that's your own love or God's love or your parents' love or your children's love or your spouse's love, look for that. And again, it's impermanent. Accept that. But accept that you need it. Accept everything. Just accept everything. Boom. Accept that you can't accept sometimes. Accept, accept it all. My rant. Accept, accept it all. <laughs> accept it all. Brother. Accept, accept, accept. <laughs> I love it. Let's end, <sighs> on, let's end on the acceptance. That was exhausting, but like in a, a it feels like cathartic. I, I love anyone who's listening. I fucking love you. Yeah. If you're alive, I feel you in my heart because I feel that I'm alive. I fucking yes. love you. I love you, Nate. I love you, brother. I know this is... Thanks. I love you yeah. too, bro. And you I know, know I just said it and then you said it, but I love you too. Brother, um, I, this is... We're seeing this thing grow into whatever it's going to grow into. But the the fact is it's growing and there's people actually starting to reach out, which is is mind-blowing and beautiful. And like, if we can affect you or help you or anything... It's job. It's exactly what we wanted to do when we started this. We just wanted to just inspire you to think, to to listen, and if you gain anything from this, it's beautiful. And I'm seeing it happening, which is nice, man. And uh, it's we're not stopping this thing. You know, I had a little rough week, and uh, you helped me through it by calling me a few a few bad names. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it, man. Yeah, that's not how I get motivated. No. And. You know, we're here. We're, we're not going anywhere, man. And let's let's build this thing together and let's fucking poke some light into this crazy dark world of all colors, actually. This world has it all. But right now, darkness seems to be covering it. So uh, we just got to shine our fucking light and remind everyone that they have that light inside them, too. Amen, man.
No, no better way to fucking spend my time on this planet. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, man. All right, brother. Stay curious, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Hey, by the way, this is episode 30. Oh, what? Yeah, man. This is episode... You wait until right now to tell me? <laughs> episode 3-0. Shit. <laughs> wow, man. This was just an idea. And we're getting that stake. Oh, man. This was just an idea. Manifestation, people. We're still... I'm not editing this out. This is staying in. This was an idea that we both talked about. And now with 30 episodes later, it's like, what the fuck? You know, this is where it comes back to our conversation. Are ideas alive? Like, is this alive and it just channeled through us? I don't know. It wanted to come to existence. It's showing us by the number it's at. Yeah. <laughs> it's 30 years it, old or 30 day, thirty weeks old. That's true. Dude. Dude, Dude that a, was a long time ago. That was, that was, we were doing rapping in a park. <laughs> 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 right. Oh my god. Dude, that is that is surreal. That is something. But it and doesn't feel only, long. I, it feels like a few days ago. I'll be honest with you. Time flies when you're having fun, man. Yeah. For sure. It's 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 uh episode It really 30. is surreal. Like it flew by and I like doing this and I only want to get better at it. And when I think of how to enrich my life, I think I am happy that it gets to enrich the podcast. You yeah, know? man. And I'm and it's something we get to do together. And you're like a good guy. You're a good friend. You're a supportive human being. You're you're an intelligent human being. And I'm just grateful to have something that connects us. And I think of it that way also. Is like it's like part of us. It's something mm. that we get to do together. And if I can show the podcast love, it's a way of showing you that I love you. Yeah, man. You know, like there's there's a bunch of I love it all, man. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to rant. Like we've ended the podcast already, but like that's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, that's hell yeah, man. Awesome. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. We'll leave it at that, brother.